بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد رسول الکریم اما الحمد للہ tonight is the 18th of october in the year 2023 and alhamdulillah we moved on to the 12th night that we're going through the illustrious and exalted life of our beloved mother sayyida khadija bint khuwailid radiyallahu and i've reached the point where i've mentioned that our beloved messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam Khadija radiyallahu had taken him to Waraka radiyallahu and he's asking about what his experience to the Lord sir. So in another report in Imam Ahmad in his Musnad on Fattal Rabbani 20-720 and his Gair al-Hasan Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa he said to Khadija upon his return I see some light in the heavens and I hear some sounds. I am afraid for my senses, i.e. that they are being overloaded. She thereupon reassured him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not do that to you, O Abdullah's son. She then took him to Waraka ibn Nawfal radiyallahu and informed him of the vision and the overpowering. Waraka radiyallahu said, If he is truthful, then this is the same angel that had come to Musa, alayhi salatu wasalam. If he is given prophethood in my lifetime, I will certainly help and believe in him. So here in this authentic report in Imam Ahmad's Musnad, all the details are mentioned. So the Prophet mentioned two of his senses were overloaded. One was his sight and the other was his hearing. Because I see light in the heavens, I hear sounds. In other words, my senses, I'm afraid for my senses. And Khadija reassured him. She was, O Ibn Abdullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah ta'ala will never disgrace you or put you to any, dis- any harm. Waraka then said that this, if it's a true experience, is how a prophet experiences when Jibreel comes to him. Alayhi salatu wa sallam. And he goes, if it is, I will certainly believe and help him. It is further related. In Fattah al-Bari, volume 12, page 317, and Shaykh al-Ahadith, Mawlana Muhammad Idris Kandahlawi, Rahmatullahi, in his Seerat al-Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, volume 1, page 157 of the English translation. Waraka radiyallahu then addressed Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he said, O my dear nephew, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, inform me what did you observe what happened he narrated the entire incident the moment waraka heard the details he became absolutely convinced of the truth and he ardently accepted and wholeheartedly submitted to the truth so this is the report so now this report one of the scholars made a huge slip with this report So, what was the slip? So, the report says that Waraka asked the Prophet ﷺ, what did you observe? Tell me what happened. And the Prophet explained, ﷺ. Now, if you don't have the commentary of the hadith, this is the wording. The moment he heard the details, he became absolutely convinced of the truth and he 
ardently accepted and wholeheartedly submitted to the truth. So clearly this is in reference to Waraka, though it's not mentioned. Sheikh Shibli Nu'amani in his Seerat al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, volume 1, page 189, he translated the hadith as follows. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam heard the words of Waraka, he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam became convinced of the truth and ardently accepted it. So this was a huge slip. <laughs> Why? Sheikh Shibli Nu'amani, rahmatullahi he was under the impression that our beloved Messenger وسلم, was doubtful of his own prophethood. And he وسلم, was convinced only after listening to Waraka. This, subhanAllah, is absolutely erroneous. For he وسلم, was absolutely convinced of his own prophethood right from the very beginning. So this is the problem. You get slips of the scholars. And sometimes the slip is a minor slip. Sometimes it's a slip in matters of uh, fiqh, but the most grievous slips are in belief. So he narrated the report correctly, but it, he explained he in the report to be Rasulullah. He became convinced when Walaka told him. But the scholars said, no, that's not correct. Absolutely not correct. He is referring to Walaka. Walaka became convinced when Rasulullah gave him the details. For instance, when Jibreel والسلام, first appeared in Cave Hira, he والسلام, first greeted Rasulullah with Salam. This is recorded in Abu Dawud At-Tayalasi, Fattal Bari, volume 12, page 313. He والسلام, was then issued with the glad tidings of his prophethood until he was at ease. So this is another report. So when Jibreel came to him, he goes, As-salamu alaykum. He gave him the salam. So when you hear the salam, that's to put you at ease. You don't expect any danger from the one giving you salam. And then he was given the glad tidings that you are Rasulullah. In another report, in Khasa'is al-Qubra, volume 1, page 93 to 4, upon his return, he heard every tree and boldly greeting him with As-salamu alayka ya Rasulullah. So when he received the revelation for the first time, sallallahu alayhi wa as he was coming back, that one and a half hour, two hour trek back to his dwelling, every tree and boulder was given him salam. <laughs> As-salamu alaykum ya Rasulullah. As-salamu alaykum ya Rasulullah. Sallallahu alayhi wa So why are these reports important? Because how could he then not be convinced? <laughs> you know, Jibreel put him at ease. As-salamu alaykum ya Rasulullah. Every tree and ball has given him salam. As-salamu alaykum, ya Rasulullah. He goes back to Khatija, she reassures him. And then, the slip of the skull. Rasulullah is only convinced when Walaka tells him. <laughs> In short, a number of factors led him to be abundantly convinced of his own prophethood. Yes, Walaka was first uncertain. Radiyallahu became convinced of Rasulullah's prophethood after listening to him. He realized beyond a shadow of a doubt, this indeed was the Rasul whose glad tidings have been issued in the Old and New Testaments and he subsequently attested to this. So this is important. So when you're going through the incident of Waraka, you have to be very careful. Don't insert your own views into the reports. And if you do, you could make a serious blunder. So this is why 
the Orientalists and the enemies of Islam. They are fond of this. Because your Prophet had to be convinced of his Prophethood by one of our men. It's in your books. And your scholars have said that. And what they've said is absolutely correct. They're not lying. But they conveniently forget to point out is all the other scholars have rejected that. Right? So again, you need to know first your own reality, then you can start mentioning where the slips are. In another report, it mentions Abu Maysara Rahmatullah, he said, Walaka remarked upon hearing the account, Congratulations to you, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I bear witness undoubtedly, you are the Rasul about whom the son of Maryam والسلام, proclaimed glad tidings. You are indeed a divinely commissioned messenger like Musa via the agency of Namus. Soon you will be divinely instructed to wage jihad. Mm-hmm. This is in Fat al-Bari, volume 8, page 454, and Sheikh Ibn Sayyid al-Nas in Uyun al-Athar, volume 1, page 84, and Sirat al-Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, volume 1, page 158 of the English translation. So, Waraka, he, com- he was convinced, radiyallahu He goes, congratulations, you are the one whom Christ gave glad tidings, referring to the verse where Isa, alayhi wa sallam, said, I give you glad tidings of the one who comes after me, whose name will be Ahmad. So he goes, you are the one he gave glad tidings about. And you are also the one who was commissioned by Namus, the one who came to Musa. Then he said something very interesting. You will soon be given the order to wage jihad. <laughs> so because strange. He was surrounded by the people he loved. So this was a very strange thing because he's not seen the hostility. They all loved it before Islam. So when Waraka said that, you can imagine the expression on the Prophet Jihad? Against who? Mm. Shaykh al-Ahadith Mawlana Muhammad Idris Kandahlawi in his Seerat al-Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, only one page, one five eight of the English translation, he said, Since like Musa alayhi salatu wa sallam, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was also a prophet of Jihad. And since Rasulullah's creed sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is based upon the penal code, Jihad Kisas, the laws of halal and haram, akin to the creed of Musa, alayhi salatu wa salam, Waraka, in spite of being a Christian, mentioned the angel who appeared before Musa, alayhi salatu wa salam. However, in his earlier conversation with Sayyidah Khatija, when Rasulullah was not present, he likened this angel to the angel who appeared before Isa, for he himself was a Christian. So this shows his adab. So he knows he's Rasulullah and he said to Rasulullah, not to Khatija, the Namus who came to Musa came to you. But when he was speaking to Khatija, he said the Namus who came to Isa. So why did he change the Prophet's name? Because when he's speaking to Rasulullah, he was highlighting to him, you are very similar in terms of what he went through. Or what he went through, you will also have to go through. And how did he know that? The Prophet said, you will follow them inch by inch, yard by yard, <coughs> i.e. the Jews and the Christians. And the Quran testifies that you will emulate them because there's not a page or hardly a page where the Bani Israel is not mentioned. Notice, you open the Quran every other page, Bani Israel, Bani Israel. Why is Allah mentioning them? Because of what they do and what they have done and we're going to emulate them. And of course, what they're doing now.
In one report it mentions, as Rasulullah was on his way out, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Waraka kissed him on his forehead. Subhanallah. This is recorded by Shaykh Ibn Sayyid al-Nas in his Uyun al-Athal, volume 1, page 87, and Sirat al-Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, volume 1, page 158 of the English translation. So, Walaka was about 90. He was blind, he was aged, but he wanted to kiss Rasulullah and he kissed him on his head. So, obviously, he must have asked and he wanted the honor of kissing him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah was 40. So, there's a 50-year gap between Walaka and Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the next section is entitled Khadija Radiyallanka further comforts our beloved messenger. So there's a very interesting report. This is recorded in Behaki, Ibn Kathir Sira, volume 1, page 297 to 8 of the English translation. Ibn Ishaq, Ibn Hisham in Sira, Khasa'is al Qubra, volume 1, page 95, and Sira al Mustafa, volume 1, page 160 of the English translation. Ismail ibn Abu Hakim, the freedman of Zubair's family, Rahmatullah, he relates. Sayyidah Khatija bin Khawailid radiallahu once said to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam regarding his explanation of, of how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honored him with prophethood. Oh my cousin, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, can you inform me about this companion who comes to you when he actually arrives? So Rasul uh, Khatija Radiyallanha wants to know when Jibreel attends. She couldn't hear him, she couldn't see him. So she asked very politely, when he comes, please inform me, Ya Rasulullah. So the Prophet said, yes. She asked, please inform me when he arrives. Then, whilst Rasulullah was with her, he was visited by Jibreel, when Rasulullah saw him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Ya Khatija, Hada Jibril. O Khatija, here is Jibril. She asked, Do you see him now? He replied, Yes, look how strange. <laughs> Completely. You know, she couldn't see anything, couldn't hear anything, couldn't see anything. So she's thinking, Is he here? And the Prophet goes, Yes, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Khatija radiyallahu then said, Ya Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, please come and sit to my side, sit by my side. So Rasulullah, he gets up, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he sits next to Sayyidah Khadija radiyallahu After he sits, Khadija radiyallahu asks, do you still see him? He, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, yes, he's still here. Khadija radiyallahu then said, now change your position and rest your head on my lap. In other words, I will be your kind of cushion, for want of a better word. You just lie down, use my lap as your as your resting. When he sallallahu did this, she asked again, do you still see him? He sallallahu said, yes. So now what's interesting about that? When you're sitting... And he can see the Jibreel. So obviously you get the impression he's like uh, he's on the floor. Like the rest of humanity. He's lying down now. And what did he say? I can still see him. So now where is he? Think about that. Maybe he's now, you know, in the heaven. You know, up. She then 
took off her head covering, removed her veil, whilst Rasulullah was resting on her lap. She then asked, do you now see him? He said, no. <laughs> she then joyously responded, oh, my beloved cousin, this can never be a shaitan. It is no other than an angel. Take heart and rejoice. She then believed in him and gave witness it was the truth that he had brought. SubhanAllah. So look how intelligent she was. She wanted to reassure herself. Rasulullah obviously there's no doubt. So she was thinking, how can I myself, I'm not going to see Jibreel, I'm not going to hear it. But what is the thing that would take him away from Rasulullah? Now think about this. This is well before hijab. How did she know that? Hijab was revealed, you know, in, after the hijrah. This shows her brilliance. So she first did, you know, that preliminary test. <laughs> Sit to my side, lie down. But when she took her headgear off, Jibreel left. Why? Because he's bashful. <laughs> and then when Rasulullah said he's no longer here, she said, Subhanallah. <laughs> he goes, rejoice. He goes, this can never be a shaitan. <laughs> so now what's interesting about the whole report, was she doing that for the Prophet? Was she doing it for herself? And the response is she was doing it for herself. The Prophet had no doubt, but he just obviously listened to whatever she wanted. In another wording, our mother Aisha related. Khatija said, glad tidings to you. This is definitely an angel. If it was shaitan, he would not have been as bashfully reserved. This is in Abu Nu'im and his Delight in Nubu'ah, Hafiz ibn Hajar Asqalani in Al-Isaba, volume 4, page 281, and Sirat al-Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, volume 1, page 160 of the English translation. So now what does this mean? Jibreel, alayhi salatu wa salam, is an angel of mercy. And the angels of mercy, they are, you know, famously the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, they don't enter a dwelling in which there are pictures or dogs. So whenever there is basically some sort of, you know, disobedience or against the commands of Allah, they keep away. <laughs> so here, another thing is we learn, if a woman isn't wearing her hijab, then the angels maybe do not enter. So now does that mean that she have to wear her hijab in her dwelling? The answer is no. She doesn't have to wear the hijab in her dwelling. But what it means is that this was a unique scenario where she knew Jibreel was here. <laughs> And Rasulullah he actually told the companions that be bashful even when you go to your wife because the angels of mercy are with you. So here note Khadija was something doing something showing her brilliance. So now Hafiz Behaki he said something here. This was something that Khadija did to settle the matter to preserve her iman and affirm her credits. Mm. This is in Behaki in his delight in Nubuwa ibn Katil Sira volume 1 page 298 of the English translation. So note again, without commentary, what would you say? you mm. would say that, oh, she was wanting to put the Prophet at ease because <laughs> he's still in doubt. <laughs> and he goes, look what she said. He goes, congratulations, this is definitely an angel. If it was shaitan, he would not have been as bashful. And the response is, you're right, it could mean that, if you isolate the report. But, look at all of the reports prior. It doesn't make any sense what you're saying, if you look at all the reports, 
And Imam Behaki said, Khatija was doing it for herself. Settling her own Iman, affirming exactly what the Prophet was saying. Now why is that important? Because does that mean that Khatija had a weakness? No. This is just something in human nature to affirm. She wanted to make sure absolutely this was correct. In another report it mentions that Khatija thereupon inquired as to what colour garments the angels like to wear best. When he came, and the Prophet said, he likes to wear white and green garments. She thereupon said, it is undoubtedly an angel. I, for green and white are the colors of goodness. Where these black is the color of evil and shaitan. This is recorded by Ibn Khaldun in his Muqaddimah. So she even asked about that. And, and that's 100% true. Famous hadith, the Prophet saw him in the heavens wearing green. He had green cushions and he loved green, Jibreel And his wings are green. The hadith mentions that. He got 600 wings and they're all green. Right? So, you know, you just think of white for some reason. But he also wears white garments. Why? Because Allah likes that color, the, the white garments. So then she goes, it's definitely an angel. Because they are the colors of goodness. Black. Now, why did she mention, why does it mention Black. Hafiz ibn Taymiyyah said that the jinn, when they, when they metamorphosize, they like the color black. So you'll notice that even on film, they've caught images, where you'll see a black image lying on the bed, or a black you know, a person walking with a black cloak. It's always black, you noticed. That's a shaitan. Those which I don't know because they're just going ghost hunting, right? They're looking for shaitan, imagine it. And what's interesting is, those who film those, they usually catch it without, by accident. So they may be filming the house, and all of a sudden somebody else says, what's that in the background? He goes, next to me, oh, what's this? The, you know, blokes, you know, sleeping, you know, completely black, and this is shaitan. So this is something we need to know. And Ibn Taymiyyah, rahmatullah, they said, that when they metamorphosize, they like black, coming to black cats, black dogs, you know, they like black. And he said because they're made of fire. And black absorbs fire. Mm. Right? They like they like that color. However, they don't always come in black. Mm. If it's black, that's a shaitan. That's what the Prophet said. The black dog is shaitan. Mm. Pitch black. One report says the black cat. But don't go around, uh, you know, causing harm. Also, Hafiz ibn Khaldun, in his muqaddimah, he said, in reality, she had in her heart believed in him from the first moment he had told her about revelation. She knew that Rasulullah was not a liar. And thus the only issue at hand was to find out if Jibreel was who he said he was. This was very perceptive of her and demonstrated her great intellect. <laughs> so Hafiz ibn Khaldun, he takes it to another level. Because Rasulullah, there's no doubt, Khadija goes, he's definitely the Prophet. But the weak link is Jibreel. Is it him? And don't forget what Waraka said. Waraka goes, he appears to people, Shaitan, in the image of Jibreel. And he, he confuses them. So Khadija was doing all the checks on that. What's he wearing? Has he disappeared? Is he still here? And Ibn Khaldun goes, Subhanallah, how perceptive was our mother? Demonstrating her great wisdom. So this shows her brilliance. This is before any of the commands had been revealed. You know, think about that. 
Subhanallah, it was those her clear thinking that led her to try this method, realizing an angel would not stay in a room where a man and his wife were in a closely intimate position. And to finish, Hafiz Zahabi Rahmatullah in a seer, he said, she was one of the perfect women, intelligent, majestic, religious, pure, and generous. So Hafiz Zahabi, he wrote a work called the Seer, Seer An-Nubala, Alam An-Nubala, The Lives of the Nobles. So in there, he mentions the noble companions, the family members. And this is what he says about Khadija, radiyallah. She was one of the perfect women. Intelligent, majestic, religious, pure and generous. Meaning she was perfect. A perfect woman for a perfect man. I the best for the best. So all I mentioned again was details with regards to the first revelation. And... Mentioning something about waraka, important, that we don't make a slip on that report, which some scholars have. And then I mentioned, of course, uh, the great wisdom of our mother, Sayyidah Khatija. Are there any questions you like So, one of the Behemdi's Margal Lahoma, Behemdi Kashtolaila, Hilda and the Stafforica to Belek of the Belimish Dandis, Hundred of Bigger Bill Isidem, my Sibun, Salam Ral Monsalim, Hamdullah, Malamin, Smilar Marin, will us in the son of the Yusuf, Ladina Amu, Amilus, or Hot, or was the Hak, or was the Sabbath, or the Kamba.